This is the Action Network Podcast. And this one is good. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. Welcome to the Action Network Podcast. I am Brandon Anderson, joined as always by Raheem Palmer. And today we are wrapping up our preseason coverage with some season-long stat leader props. Who will lead the league in passing yards? Who's going to have the most rushing and receiving touchdowns? We will look at the favorites. We'll hit some long shots for each prop. Raheem, I really don't know how much more football I can talk before we get some actual games and numbers. You still alive out there? Oh, yeah, I'm still alive. I mean, the NFL season is is here. I mean, we about a week away from when we could place our first bets on NFL games. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan. Dak Prescott opens up against Tom Brady. Um, and I think that's the perfect segue to get into who's going to have the most passing yards. I'm excited. I know you're excited. So let's get into it. Yes, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited for that Thursday night game. Before we get started, just a quick reminder on everything else you can find. If you are cramming for the season, uh, heading into the holiday weekend here in the Action Network podcast feed, you can get four hours of win totals from Stucky, Raybon, and Kerner. Raheem and I blitzed through all 32 teams earlier this week in our season preview. So take a look at all those in the podcast feed. Today is counting numbers day, so it's all about volume. So yeah, we're going to do passing leaders first, then rushing, then receiving, and a lot of numbers here. And if you want a little bit more, you can find on each one of these, I got a full article going up at the Action Network this week. So make sure to take a look at those as well. Of course, as always, our odds today are from BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network podcast. Yeah, so Raheem, you said passing yards. Let's start with that one. Patrick Mahomes and your guy, Dak Prescott, are at the top of the list. So those are good names. Should Mahomes and Prescott be the favorites? And what do we think about either one of those to lead the league in passing yards? I mean, I think the first thing you got to do when you look at passing yards and who's going to have the most passing yards, there's a few things that you really want to look for. You want to look for a high volume scheme. You know, you want to look for teams that are just going to play fast pace. You want a heavy pass play call. You want a shaky defense. You want very good pass efficiency. You want a little bit less scrambling because, I mean, if you got a guy who's scrambling all the time, like Lamar Jackson, his first inclination is to run, that means you're going to have less passing downs. I mean, we saw Lamar Jackson against the Titans. He scrambled for a 50-yard touchdown. You don't want that if you're looking for most passing yards. And then more importantly, you want good health. So, I mean, when you when we look at the first two, you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Dak Prescott. I like Prescott here. I mean, this, I mean, this Dallas defense is, you know, they're really, really struggling. But I mean, more importantly, Dallas, they play really, really fast. I mean, Prescott was on pace for 7,000 yards last year in four games. I mean, he's, he's completed 66% of his passes. I mean, he's his air yards are, you know, he has a 9.4 depth of target. This is a guy who, who could easily pass a record. I mean, you know, Dallas plays a fast-paced game. Obviously, I think the, the one drawback is that he has Ezekiel Elliott. But I think with this defense, they're going to be looking to pass more. So I do think – out of anybody, him or, or Mahomes, I would look towards that. 
Yeah, I mean, those DAC numbers from last year, those first four games were just insane. He was at 422 and a half yards a game. He was averaging more than 50 passing attempts a game. I mean, it's just absurd. Like, obviously, that was never going to be sustainable for a whole season. But I think these are definitely the right two favorites. Everything that you listed off, everything you were saying, the bad defense, the high pace, the good volume, the good receivers, these guys check every box. So it makes sense to me that they're the favorites. That doesn't necessarily mean it makes sense for me to bet them because with Mahomes, so you think that the Chiefs pass a ton, but last year they were third in attempts, but the previous two, they're more like fringe top 10. And we know that they remade their their offensive line. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think, is going to get a little more run this year. So the volume isn't quite as high. Um, and, and with Mahomes, too, he does tend to miss a game or two, whether it's because he's got one of those injuries or maybe they're just sitting out the last week of the season. Even, too, if the Chiefs are really good, they can be too good. And then he's going to sit out some of those late games, too, and you lose a little bit of that garbage time. Probably not a problem with Dak Prescott. They're probably going to need every yard he can get with him. So I like Dak between the two of them. To me, I don't necessarily want to bet it just because the same reason I'm nervous to bet anything Cowboys, there's so many variables. There's so much that can go wrong here. Uh, He's got still the leg recovery and the shoulder injury, the O-line. I'm not really sure what I'm getting. So I I think these are the right favorites to me at at Dak is at plus 550. Mahomes is at plus 325. I think that's fair. But on, on these stats, I'm looking more for a little bit longer number usually unless I feel really good about it. And there's enough red flag possibility there that I'm not totally sure on them. So I think they're the right two. If we move down the list a little bit, is there anybody that you like past those top two to, to possibly lead the league in passing yards? Um, I think, you know, the name that jumps out to me is Justin Herbert. This guy, I mean... First things first, the Chargers aren't going to have a great defense. I mean, I know they brought Brandon Staley in, but, I mean, this this team doesn't have the pieces that the Rams had. I mean, they got Joey Bosa, but, I mean, outside of that, I'm not seeing, you know, where they, where they have the, the sustained dominance that the Rams had. And, you know, Justin Herbert, I mean, he, he, he looks like a star. I mean, despite sitting out week one last year, he threw for four – 1,336 yards. His efficiency is there. He has 67% completion rate. He um 7.3 yards per attempt. He has good receivers Keenan Allen. I, I just think he's a guy who, you know, he could get hot. And then he, you have to remember, he does play the Kansas City Chiefs twice in that defense. I mean, he's playing the Raiders twice. The Raiders don't have a great defense. So he's got to keep up. And I think that I think that's that's where the value is for me. I mean, other than him, you know, I think I'd be looking towards maybe Matthew Stafford. I don't really want to, you know, lean towards Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers, he played out of his mind last year. And I, th- I think you're you're going to get some regression. They didn't have really in- any injuries on the, on the offensive side of the ball last year. So I'm looking at anybody as Justin Herbert and Matthew Stafford. I think the Rams, Sean McVay is finally going to have a quarterback who actually – it's decent. So I'm looking towards those two. What about you? The thing, the thing you like about Herbert also is Joe Lombardi there. And you, you got to remember Lombardi had been with the saints. He's been the, you know, the quarterback's coach for all these Drew Brees years and year after year, like this used to be the easiest prop on the board of the entire mix. You just, just fill in Drew Brees and just take home your money every year. 
Like the guy just, you know, not the last couple of years, we saw where it went, but he was just a, an easy winner because the volume was so high. So the, the only thing that gives me a little hesitation on Herbert is that the Chargers were already number five in passing attempts last year, and they've already been a very high passing offense. So it's just, we just don't know. Maybe this is going to be even, you know, as much or even more passing, but the Saints ran a lot the last few years, and that was a strength. And, you know, the Chargers line has been a lot better, so it could be a little bit more balanced attack. I think with Herbert, you just have a very wide range of outcomes. That's okay. We want right, wide range of outcomes on, on these. We need the high end. Um, so to me, Stafford is the one that I like a lot. Uh, he's at plus 1,400 right now. And Jared Goff is not Matthew Stafford. And you better believe Sean McVay knows that. They gave up the farm for him because they know how big of a difference that he makes there. Uh, we've talked about like the air yards and the performance versus pressure. The thing is, too, there's real volume here. Jared Goff in 2019 led the league in passing attempts. Even though it was Jared Goff, they were still willing to pass that much. And in 2019 and 2018, Goff was over 4,600 yards, and he was over eight yards per attempt. Stafford can put up 40 attempts a game in his sleep. Like He's been doing volume for years with Detroit. He's already got a good yards per attempt. I think, you know, we're talking about some high numbers here. I think that the passing record might fall this year and it's not totally fair because we got that extra game in there, but I think Stafford is one of those guys that could easily get to 5,500 if things are going right. So I like him. The other one I like here is Tom Brady. It doesn't, you don't quite have the same like shootout uh, possibility because Tampa's defense should be pretty good though. The secondary, uh, it is a bit of a weak spot uh, comparatively to the rest of the team. You just got to love everything about Tampa's offense um, especially over the final seven games last year, they were the number one pace and the number one offense in the league when they really, really got going. Over those last seven games, Brady's pace was 5,400 yards and 49 touchdowns for a full 17-game season. So, you know, we won't even have to list all the weapons. You know them. Um, there's just so much there to like, and Tampa has a super easy schedule. I like Brady even more for our next one, but I, I've got him and Stafford there. Um, is there anybody yeah. Oh, you're betting on a 45 year old quarterback to lead the league in passing yards? I'm did you, did you, year old quarterback time, time out, did you, did you join TB 12? Like what's going <laughs> on? I have not joined TB 12, but you're going to hear a lot of love from me on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today. They got the number one easiest schedule. They, they just have so many weapons. Like, there's so much to like about the offense. Even if one guy goes down, they have literally like a Hall of Famer ready to step in and pick up the slack there. Uh, I just think Tom Brady is going to be playing video game quarterback. As long as he gets enough protection, he's just going to stand back there and he's got guys single covered all over the field that are like, would be the star in another team. And they're like the fifth guy on the box. So I, I'm done with LeBron and with Brady. I'm done betting against the age. Whenever it finally stops, then it will stop. I've bet against it for way too long and been burned every single time. The dude just won a Super Bowl. He's one of the best in the league right now. That's all that matters to me. If he falls off, then I guess I'll go down with the ship on it. So, okay. That makes sense. I, I get it. So, I mean, yeah. you're, we're looking at passing TDs. So, are you rolling with Brady there again? Well, before passing TDs, I've got a couple of long shots I'm interested in on the yardage. Do you have any long shots there? Or can I give you a couple of names? Yeah, you can give me a couple of names. What are you thinking? All right. So Big Ben, 
I know we we literally just trashed Ben Roethlisberger yesterday. He's 80 to one at some books right now. Pittsburgh was number one in the league in passing attempts last year. And the last two times Roethlisberger stayed healthy, he led the league in yards both times. We know Pittsburgh has good receivers. I think Matt Canada will help the offense. Roethlisberger was at 6.2 yards per attempt the last two years. Not going to cut it. So it's going to have to be much better than that. But at 80 to one for the dude that literally won this the last two times he stayed healthy, I feel like I'm really just betting on health. And I don't want to bet on Big Ben's health, but 80 to one, I might take a little nibble. My other one is twice as long, 150 to one at BetMGM, Jimmy Garoppolo. And I know it sounds crazy. The 49ers are like playing the two quarterback system now, but Trey Lance has hurt his little pinky or whatever. So who knows if he's going to be ready. What if Garoppolo actually plays all season? That's my question. Because in San Francisco, Garoppolo for his career has an 8.3 yards per attempt. That's basically a Patrick Mahomes number. Like that is a really high number. The efficiency has been there. Their offense has been really good when he's out there. I let Kittle and Ayuk and Samuel, I think that they play a pretty soft schedule and are going to have some decent volume and high efficiency. I think he can get to 5,000 yards if he actually plays all 17. So the thing is, too, we're worried about Trey Lance. You need him to hold off Trey Lance, but we need him to play well anyways. If he's not playing well enough to win this award for us, he's not going to play well enough to hold off Lance. They're kind of the same thing we're betting on. So Big Ben at 80 to 1, Jimmy G at 150 to 1. Have I sold you? You haven't sold me on Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo just because, I mean, the zone run scheme the 49ers play, Kyle Shanahan is always going to have a, a, a solid running back. He's going to run the ball. It's not like they have weapons all over to throw the ball to. So there's no way in the world that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have the most passing yards. Honestly, if Jimmy Garoppolo has the most passing yards, I'll cut my hair live on a podcast. <laughs> Wow. It's not All right. All right. Well, 150 to one. I'll take my chances on it. But let's talk about some passing touchdowns. Pat Mahomes at plus 350 and Tom Brady at 500. Those are leaders. And like you said, I am in on Tom Brady. This is the, this is my favorite play among any of the quarterback bets. Brady has always been a big touchdown guy. One of the stats that doesn't seem like it should be consistent, but actually is pretty telling is touchdown percentage for quarterbacks. Brady's at 5.5% for his career, and that is a very strong number. Like That'd be good for anyone for a season. That's a a career high for a lot of players. That's just Brady's average. He's had 12 years at over 5%. He's had at least five times at 6.4% or higher, which, again, these are really high numbers, and he was even higher than that last year. The last seven games last year, when we talked about how good the the Bucs offense was, 20 touchdowns in those seven games. That's almost three per game. So to me, when we're looking at this, to lead the league in passing touchdowns, you're probably looking at someone you need to get to around 40. With the 17 games, you need to see 40. I think Brady is going to, like, his median outcome is 40. I think Brady's upside is 50. I think that there's, like, a if he stays healthy, I think that there's a, a, a 5,050 sort of season possibly waiting in there. Not to mention Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin. Those are all huge touchdown threats. When this team gets in the red zone, they're going to let Brady throw it in. So I think he's going to put up a huge touchdown number. What do you think? Well, I I kind of agree with you here. Um, just because, I mean, this Tampa Bay defense is going to hold. I mean, unlike passing yards, I think the defense is going to actually help with the 
you know, short fields and things like that. So I do think this Tampa Bay offense is going to continue to roll. If I had to go with anybody, I think I would go with Russell Wilson. Um, Provided that Pete Carroll doesn't actually destroy the offense in the way that he did last season. I think this is a, this is a year which Russell Wilson can go out there and dominate with DK Metcalf, Dwayne Eskridge. I, I think he can throw the ball over the field. So I think that's that's personally who I'm leaning towards. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with Brady. I mean, this team's going to put up a lot of points. Yeah, I, I really tried to get there with Wilson. I talked about him a lot in the articles I wrote on these. The crazy thing with Wilson's season last year is, is, a, is a tale of two cities with Wilson. The first mm-hmm. half of the season, like, split it right in the middle. Through eight games, Wilson was, like, the MVP front runner. He was on pace for something like 5,400 yards and 56 touchdowns. And then the second half of the season – they didn't stop letting Russ cook. Like he was, I thought that's what happened until I looked at the numbers. He was still throwing it almost as much. It's just that defense is adjusted. Remember they were throwing these moon balls the entire first half of the year to Metcalf and Lockett. They're just lighting teams up. And then teams were like, Hey, you know what? What if we just drop a couple of safeties and see if you can drive the field on us and Seattle forgot how to do that. So I don't know which Wilson we're going to get. I trust in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but uh, Shane Waldron, uh, he's the new coordinator there. I don't have to see what sort of answers we get. So I like Wilson. I like the theory of it because we've seen it for half of a season and, and he's as good as anybody here. So we're going to see more of kind of that half. The other one that I like in a more of a value play is I think Baker Mayfield is interesting here. And it's the, the Cleveland, again, the similar argument to what you said about Tampa. Cleveland's going to be a running team. But I think that the run game could set up for passing touchdowns. Even if you're getting yardage down the field, we just need to get them into the end zone for Baker and the defense could help too. If the defense is improved here, the other thing too, Baker's numbers are pretty low from last year, but you've talked about this a lot. I think those numbers are like superficially deflated because of those weird Mm -hmm. weather games in there. You know, the final six games last season, Baker jumped from 26 attempts a game to 37 attempts a game. Like that's just right up there with most of the top quarterbacks. And he had 11 Mm -hmm. touchdowns in those six games. So about two a game We'll probably need more than that. But I think that, you know, the, the volume might be a little higher than what we think. Baker's got a career 5% touchdown rate. That's really good. And uh, Odell Beckham is always a big TD threat if he can stay healthy. So I think that that's an interesting play there too. Yeah, I'm I'm not mad at that, especially with all the wind, the, the wind and weather games. I think the only issue is I I think the Browns are they run the ball so much. Uh, they do, which you know kind of is a good good segue into what we're doing next. We got rushing yards, most rushing yards. What do you think of that? Yeah, rushing yards to me out of everything on the board, this is probably the prop I'm going to play the least on, just because I I can get behind ruling people out for this one more than I can get excited about ruling someone in. I've got a couple longer shots here, but I don't love some of the favorites here. And I think that's kind of how you're thinking too. So I know you had an article that just went up on Derrick Henry. Talk to me about that a little bit. I mean, first things first, Derrick Henry, I mean, he's, he's had back-to-back Russian titles. So it makes sense that this guy is the favorite at plus 350. But I think you're making a big mistake if you're 
taking Derrick Henry in fantasy or you're taking him to lead the league in rushing. I mean, Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders, he talks, he actually coined the term the curse of 370. You know, back when Ricky Williams, he had a disappointing 2003 season after rushing for 1,853 yards on 383 carries in 2002. He followed it up with just 1,372 yards on 392 carries. And what Aaron Schatz did with his research is he found that running backs who amassed 370 carries more, they see a significant decline in their production. Guys who get injured, guys who are never as good again, and there's Eric Dick- Dickerson, who was <laughs> able to defy the laws of gravity. I mean, Eric Dickerson, I mean, he put up 2,105 yards on 379 carries in wow. 1984, a year after amassing over 370 carries. I mean, and this guy... He continued to defy the laws of gravity, but even him, you know, he's had 370 carries about four times and he saw a decline in his, his, his rushing um, production two or three times. So, I mean, when you look at these running backs, I, I just think Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry has had, we're talking about 782 touches, including the playoffs the last two seasons. And I mean, we're not even going to get into 400 touches, when you look at like, look at somebody like Christian McCaffrey last year, he had 400 touches yep. in 2019 and played just three games last year. So I think you're going to see a big drop off from Derrick Henry. That's a guy I really don't like. I want no part of him. I don't like, look, I don't have a numbers argument. The numbers argument is the thing you just said. If you think Derrick Henry is going to be healthy, just fast forward 10 minutes and go put your money on Henry because he's going to win all the things. He led the league in carries and yards and touchdowns each of the last two years. It's easy money. You're betting on health and you're betting against history. It's not a good bet. We've seen this over and over again. And to me too, even like Dalvin Cook is a lesser version of that. He's my guy. I'm a Vikings fan. But Cook has already in four seasons missed two, two, five, and 10 games per year. He, mm-hmm. he hasn't even been healthy enough to get to 370 or he would have gotten to 370 by now. So again, if either one of those guys stays healthy, they're going to win this award. So th- there's, they're going to be in contention at the very least for it. But I just, at, at the price that we're looking at for them as such heavy favorites, I don't want to play it. I'm not willing to risk my money when history has told me for decades of football and fantasy football, that this is just not mm-hmm. how it goes with these guys. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, so who do you personally like? I mean, I think there's some really interesting names on this list. Yeah, so I think if all things being equal, if I had to pick a rushing leader, I think I might pick Nick Chubb. I think that he's maybe the best pure runner in the league right now. There's the, Their offensive line is clearly the best in the league. The, the downside with Chubb is Kareem Hunt, and so you're not quite getting the volume that you'd like there. But I think that the amount that they're going to rush and as much as they're going to have the offense and have the ball on offense helps to balance that a little bit. So I think Chubb could have a huge season at plus 700. I don't know if I love the the possibility there just because rushing leader is so much about volume and running backs are so volatile. And this extra game is going to make running backs, I think, even harder because it's like who's going to even play all 17 games at running back? You're staking such a pounding all season long. So if I had to just pick someone straight up, I think Chubb would be my favorite, but I'm not even sure if I like him at 700. I've got a few other longer guys to go, but do you have anyone that, that you're, is your favorite? Actually, I was going to say Chubb as well. And I think one okay. of the reasons why I like Chubb is because it's 
when you're picking for something like this, you want a team that's good. Who's going to be able to milk the clock? And I think the, the, the biggest problem is that he's in a timeshare with Kareem Hunt. So, I mean, it, it almost kills it there. Um, I, I think that's, that's my biggest issue. I think if I had to take a long shot, I'd be leaning on somebody like <laughs> – I, I think Najee Harris is going to be the guy in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at 2,800, it's not a bad thing, but you got to be worried about their offensive line. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's not, this is not a, this is not an easy year for this one. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Well, t- talk to me about the, the guy that I wanted to go for on this one, but I have a hard time looking at the numbers. Tell me about your boy, Ezekiel Elliott. At, he's, I can see him as high as 21 to one at some books. And a few years ago, Zeke was the guy that you bet here. The line was so good, and Zeke is getting monster carries. Is is he the post Derrick Henry example of why, like, he hit the wall and there's nothing left? Do you think that he can win this thing? Ah, uh, I, I think with Zeke, like the thing that scares me about Zeke, and I'm actually like, I'm, I'm, I feel like I have a similar feeling about Zeke that I do. I have about Derrick Henry. I mean, this guy has had a ton of carries. I mean, even looking at him as a fan, he had a burst to his rookie year that he hasn't truly had since. I mean, he fumbled the ball a lot last year. A lot of people are expecting a bounce back year from him. I don't think we're going to have the same Ezekiel Elliott. We saw his first two, three years in the league where they're just running it down our throat. I think we're going to see a, 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 a lot more passing. So I, I kind of want to stay away from that. I also think Pollard has worked his way into the offense. It wouldn't surprise me if we saw more of a timeshare between those two. Yeah, I I came into this one expecting to like Zeke a lot. He's always a guy that I've enjoyed betting on this one, but I I couldn't quite get there. Here's my two longer shots that I like. To me, I'm kind of mostly staying away on this, but maybe nibbling a little bit on these two long guys. First one is Gus Edwards at Baltimore. I grabbed this one Sunday at 100 to 1, and the odds have dropped a few hours later. I tweeted about it, but still 50 to 1. I still feel like there's some value there. So last year, the Ravens, like they love to share with all their running backs. So last year, there was Gus and J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram. Ingram is gone. J.K. Dobbins is hurt. There's not much depth there. So that may change. Maybe they'll bring back, you know, Ingram, trade for him, or bring some veteran in. But those three, combined last season for 350 carries, 1,822 yards, and seven touchdowns. So I really like J.K. Dobbins for this a couple weeks ago before he went out. And so Gus Edwards is not quite as good, but he did average five yards a carry last year. And I think that you get the volume upside now. You, You might get a lot more carries than you were expecting. So I like Gus Edwards there. The other one I take a shot on is James Robinson in Jacksonville. It's kind of the same argument. I would not have wanted anything to do with James Robinson a couple weeks ago. Now Travis Etienne is out. Carlos Hyde is washed. And I Jacksonville ranked dead last in the NFL in rushing attempts last year. But Robinson still went over 1,000 yards, and he only played 14 games. Their line's getting a little better. He averaged four and a half yards a carry. He's at 66-1 to one at BetMGM. So by no stretch do I think Edwards or Robinson are going to lead the league in rushing. I'm just playing the numbers there. I think there's a better than one in 50 or one in 66 shot that that could pay off. So I'd rather take a flyer. Would you think either one of those could potentially hit? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm not mad at those. Um, I do think there's one guy we need to talk about. And I think it's interesting. We didn't mention him is um, Christian McCaffrey. Um, he's not a guy that I particularly like just because I think he takes such a huge role in the passing game that he's not a guy who 
you know, you're expecting to get 1,500 yards on the ground. He's a guy who is going to get 1,200 yards on the ground and then another 10 or 13 in the passing game. So I think that's a guy that I kind of want to stay away from when it comes to this prop. Um, you know, if I had to take a flyer on anybody, I'm kind of leaning towards Antonio Gibson. Um, hmm. I mean, of course, he he loses he loses third down snaps to J.D. JD McKissick, but – I mean, he's a guy who should have increased volume. He only had 170 carries last year um, and had 4.7 yards per carry, 11 touchdowns. I, I think he's a guy who's going to be the workhorse back there. And then when you have a better quarterback, he should be able to perform a lot better, you know, with them not being able to just stack the box. So I think that's a guy I kind of like. That's interesting. Um, Gibson's not a guy that I know a ton about right now, so I'm kind of waiting to see on him, but – I'm intrigued by that. I'm with you on McCaffrey rushing mm-hmm. yards on its own is just not the thing. Like McCaffrey is the number one pick in every fantasy football draft. That's going to happen this weekend. And he should be, but it's because you get everything you get the receptions, you get the receiving yards, you get the touchdowns and the receiving touchdowns. If there was one of these props for most combined yards, rushing and receiving, we'd be betting Christian McCaffrey. And I wish there was one of those because I badly wanted to find a spot here to talk about my guy, Austin Eckler, who has the same problem on, on a smaller scale. And I couldn't shoehorn him in anywhere. If I was betting McCaffrey, just to transition us here, I'd rather bet him for rushing touchdowns than yards. I don't think that the yardage spike is going to be there to lead the league. I could see the touchdowns. Last year, he only played three games under Matt Rule because he was hurt all year. He had five mm-hmm. touchdowns in those games. And the touches were there. The previous year when he had that monster season, he had 15 rushing touchdowns. So I don't hate that. He's at plus 850. It's not my top play. I do have a guy I love on this one. But what do you think about McCaffrey for this one or any of the other favorites for rushing touchdowns? I'm not not mad at McCaffrey. I'm not mad at that at all. I think for this one, you definitely want to avoid guys who are in timeshares. And McCaffrey's the guy. So I think that's a good pick. Why don't you go with your guy out? Out in Jacksonville. Like, what's stopping him from winning it? I mean, I think Jacksonville is stopping him from winning it. Like, <laughs> you're saying you're saying you don't want someone in a timeshare? I don't really care about the timeshare for rushing touchdowns. Uh, goal line carries aren't timeshares. You can timeshare all you want up and down the field, but we're going to give it to the guy that gets into the end zone. Jacksonville is not going to get in the end zone. That's what's stopping me. Like, I don't think they're going to score fair. enough. Here's the guy that I like at this one. This is one of my favorite plays for the podcast. Aaron Jones. I can see him at 18 to 1. And it's, this is a double Aaron play. We did not talk about mm. Aaron Rodgers much under our quarterback section. We, we know you talked about how he had like outlier year. So Rodgers last season had 48 touchdowns. Great season. That was a 9.1% touchdown percentage. He's not going to put up that number again. Rodgers is awesome. His career is a 6% TD rate. You got to trust me on this. That is an incredible number. Like that's as good as anybody. 9.1% is more than 50% higher than that. If, if Rodgers repeated last season, but had his career touchdown rate instead of his outlier rate, he would have had 32 touchdowns instead of 48. And guess where the other 16 touchdowns would have gone? To the running game. And that's why I like Aaron Jones, because he's already a big rushing touchdown guy. Last three seasons, he had eight, 16, and nine. Guess why he dropped from 16 touchdowns to half of that last year? It's because Aaron Rodgers was throwing them all. And that's random. Like that's randomness that that bumped up. So I like the Packers. They're going to score a bunch. It's a great offense. They've got good blocking. I think that Aaron Jones 
has a very good shot at getting to 15 touchdowns. He could even put up a big number on there. I think 18 to one is an insane number. I, I would put him among the favorites here. So this is one of my favorite plays. I'm not going to lie. That's, that one scares me. And I've, I mean, I've been an Aaron Jones fantasy owner for a while. I love Aaron Jones. You mentioned he had 16 touchdowns in 2019. He only had eight last year. I think the emergence of A.J. Dillon is going to be a real problem because I think that's going to be a real timeshare opportunity. I mean, Jamal Williams was already vulturing touchdowns, but they drafted A.J. Dillon in the the first, second round um, last year. So I just think he's a guy that he's going to take a lot of the snaps, and I, I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, well, the Packers drafted Jordan Love in the first round last year, too. So I'm not really too worried about timeshares. I think they're going to play their errands if they're getting the job done. But it's fair. I do think Dylan's going to get some touches. I, I like mm-hmm. Jones. He's still got the touchdowns last year, even with Jamal Williams getting a lot of the touches. Jones is not a guy I'd want to play for yardage. It's a touchdowns play here. So uh, I, I do like Gus Edwards here, too. Same logic as on the other one. He's at 40 to mm-hmm. 1, so it's a long shot here. It's another one. He was 80 to one on Sunday if you grabbed it. Uh, but again, Gus, JK, and Ingram had 17 rushing touchdowns last year. And Lamar Jackson had seven. That's 24 Ravens rushing touchdowns from the league's top rushing offense. And so there's a lot of rushing touchdowns up for grabs. I think even if another running back comes in, I could still see Gus getting a lot of those touchdowns. So I think that he could be a guy that easily hits double digits. And then who knows from there. So at 40 to one at BetMGM, I like that one a lot too. This is Action Network podcast producer Matt Mitchell here to tell you our friends at BetMGM have a great new sign-up offer for our listeners, a $600 risk-free first bet. Here's how it works. If you don't already have an account at BetMGM, just sign up, make your first deposit, and place that initial wager. If the bet wins, you get all the money. If it doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $600. It's that simple. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the features gamblers like us love, like live betting and daily odds boosts. Plus, they're compatible with BetSync, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your action app. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Michigan, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia, Tennessee, Nevada, or Pennsylvania. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. BetSync not available in Nevada. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Let's start out with receiving yardage. This one is interesting to me because this is the one that doesn't really have a favorite. There are five guys who are kind of co-favorites, but they're all around plus a thousand. So DeAndre Hopkins, Stefan Diggs, who led the league last year, Calvin Ridley, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams. Those are your five. Those are the guys going to the top of every fantasy draft too. Out of those five, is there anyone that you like to possibly lead the league in yardage? Ooh, I mean, I think Stephon Diggs is going to continue to have the volume. And I, I, I think for me, it's, it's kind of hard to go against him. You know, it's just, I mean, Josh Allen has proven that he can throw the ball. So, I mean, I, I would lean towards him out of everybody. 
I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is, I mean, he's been a monster forever, but at some point he has to slow down. I'm leaning towards Diggs. What do you think? Yeah, my problem with Diggs and Hopkins, not really a problem, but the slight hesitance is that neither one of them really has a high uh, yards per catch. So it's really a volume play for both of them. And that's okay because they're both a very high volume. Diggs led the league in receptions and receiving yards last year. But, you know, I think of Stefan Diggs and I'm thinking of these long touchdowns he's catching, but he was only at 12.1 yards per catch. So this was not like he just caught a bunch of bombs. This is not Tyree Kill putting up like, you know, 80 yards in a split second. Um, you, you need those 127 catches to get there. Same thing with Hopkins. Hopkins is definitely not going to put up these long catches anymore. You're going to need all those bubble screens and curls, which thank God Cliff Klingsbury is the, the only thing he has in his playbook is three yard DeAndre Hopkins out. So, you know, you're going to get those. We'll come back to him on receptions. I assure you of these five, I'm not really playing any of them, but if I was going to pick one, Tyreek Hill is the guy I think has the best upside. It's just Mahomes and Tyreek. And he's going to be an injury risk. Potentially he's going to be a risk to have those games where he has like three catches for 20 yards because the defense just schemed him out. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter because of the next game, he's going to have like five catches for 200 yards in the first quarter again and be like, what's happening right now. So I just, I want the spike. I want the possibility of just like, oh my God, the Chiefs defense is awful again. And Mahomes is just letting it rip to Tyreek. And like, if somebody told you Tyreek Hill put up a 300 yard game this year, I didn't think you'd blink. You'd be like, oh man, I got to see highlights of this game, except we would have both been watching it live anyway. You know, like, like I, I want Tyreek, Tyreek could get halfway to leading the league in yardage on like three games. He could just have like one torrid stretch and get there. So if I was going to play one of these guys, He's just his own thing. I, I'm all about volume on all these plays, but Tyreek can just break the game with, you know, with a couple of plays. So to me, that's the guy out of those five. Outside of those five, who else catches your eye as far as receivers go on yardage? Outside of those guys, I, I'm looking more towards Justin Jefferson. I, I mean, I love this guy. This guy, he's probably had the best rookie season from a wide receiver we saw since Randy Moss. I, I just, I mean, I, I, yeah, like I, I just, for me, I think he's a guy who can easily, you know, shatter what he did last year and and lead the lead the league in receiving yards. I love Justin Jefferson, and not just because I'm a Minnesota fan. He is my pick for this one. He's my top pick here. So I've got a couple of other names, but Jefferson is top of the list. You can get him as high as fourteen to one odds. Last year as a rookie. 1,400 yards on 88 catches. That is a monster season for anybody, let alone a rookie. And here's the thing. There's upside here because, number one, Jefferson started slow. He wasn't doing much the first few games. He really came on the second half of the season. Number two, the Vikings didn't even pass that much last year. They were 27th in the league in passing attempts. So I'm not saying they're going to suddenly become a pass-heavy team as long as Dalvin Cook is there. But it is a new, you know, offensive coordinator. It's baby Kubiak instead of daddy Kubiak. So maybe they open it up a little bit, pass a little bit more. Uh, the Vikings don't really have much else to throw to. Adam Thielen has been showing his age and can't stay healthy. There's really no third receiver. Irv Smith is hurt. Jefferson could get a huge target share. And granted, it's a, it's a smaller pie than you like. But I think that there's a shot that he could get to like hundred yards a game, basically. And he's young, he's healthy. I think there's, there's a monster upside with him. So I like Jefferson. Let me give you a couple of other names. Uh, one of them that I, I think you're going to like, cause it's from your team. 
I think C.D. Lamb could be a really good player for a lot of these receiving props. Right now, the books are all pricing Amari Cooper ahead of C.D. Lamb. I think that's a mistake. I think Lamb mm-hmm. is going to emerge as the, the top receiver in Dallas. So you're getting value there. And it's all the same stuff we talked about with Dak Prescott. We've got, we know that we're going to pass a lot. We know the defense is bad. We know they're going to play super fast. C.D. Lamb last year was way better with Dak than without, duh. He averaged almost 15 yards per catch with Dak Prescott and then dropped only 11 yards per catch afterward. So the season numbers didn't end up being so overwhelming. But I think that if he takes the volume that we expect from them as a, as a wide receiver one, I think he could have a huge season. The other guy I like in that same division is I think Terry McLaurin could have a really big breakout season. So that's my guy for Washington. You're on Gibson. I like McLaurin. He dropped from almost 16 yards of catch as a rookie to under 13 last year. And guess why? It's because like me and you were the quarterbacks throwing to him last year. Like we both <laughs> retired. We, we played a couple games each and now we're doing our podcast career. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is, is like an actual NFL quarterback. And this dude is like t- top 20 all time in passing yards. Like he, he's been around the horn a little bit. And I, I like the marriage with Scotty Turner there. That's going to be a very aggressive, high-flying attack. So I think we're going to get some long passes to McLaurin. And honestly, even just the the offense not completely sucking means they're going to be on the field a little bit more rather than just playing three plays and punting it away again. And so I think that there's a big chance for volume increase there. So McLaurin's at 20 to 1. And to me, I'm going to take all three of those. I'm going to take Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, and McLaurin, get a little piece of each one of them, and I feel good about my chances. Yeah, I, I really like that C.D. Lamb one, especially with Murray Cooper's getting up there in age, getting a little longer in the tooth, and I, I think C.D. could really take over as the number one option there. I like that one. All right, let me give you two quick long shots here, and then we'll move to touchdowns and receptions and wrap this thing up. T. Higgins, mm-hmm. you can get as up to as – I've seen as high as 60-1. to 1. I think everyone's just assuming Jamar Chase is going to be the guy in Cincinnati, but Higgins actually surprised me. He had a really nice numbers last year. He put up 908 yards and six touchdowns. He improved a lot in the second half. Joe Burrow led the league in passing attempts when he was healthy last year. So I think Cincinnati could put up big volume and Higgins could be the lead receiver there. I take a flyer on him. The other one that's just crazy, but you know me, 200 to one, Juju Smith-Schuster. You can get him as just a complete outlier. So look, I know Deontay Johnson is the guy that's getting all the targets there, but he kind of stunk last year. Like, when, when did Deontay Johnson not drop the ball? Like every single time that dude was screwing things up. Chase Claypool had a couple of big games, but also was super inefficient. Juju, a couple of years ago, put up 111 catches for 1,426 yards. So we've seen it before. If Big Ben is healthy, we know that they're going to be a big passing offense. And, you know, this one could be DOA. We could get like three weeks into the year and Juju is like fifth on the depth chart and just completely buried. I'm well aware. But at 200 to one, I'm, I'm going to take a shot on it. Mm. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I'm, I'm not mad at that. All right. Well, let's let's transition to uh, receiving touchdowns here. Devontae Adams is the guy to talk about first. Devontae had 18 touchdowns last year. That was in only 14 games, too. So that was tied for the third most in NFL history, which I kind of didn't realize just how good of a season that was. So Adams has been a double-digit touchdowns for the last five years. Um the thing, that, the thing is, though, it's the same argument against Aaron Rodgers. If Rodgers is not going to get that massive touchdown share, if that's going to drop back, to, you know, regress toward more average, then Adams is going to come with that. The thing is, 
that part of why the touchdowns were so high, I think, is because that that Adams Rogers connection was maybe the most unstoppable play in football last year. You know, you tune into a Packers game and you just see Rogers like look down the line, make a little hand signal. And you just knew Adams is going to juke somebody out of, you know, some sucker out of his shoes, like out of his job, probably. And Rogers put the ball on the button. And so Adams, I think, is going to be in the mix. But the last time someone repeated as touchdown champ two years in a row was Terrell Owens in 2001, 2002. Spent a minute here. So I, I don't love Adams just for the historical reason. But what do you think about Adams this year? Is he going to repeat? No, I don't think he's going to repeat. I mean, it's just not something that typically happens. You know, personally, I want to stay away from that. I'm going to go with DK Metcalf. I think he's a big end zone threat. He hasn't had, you know, the targets that a lot of guys have, but I think he gets them this year. So I'm I'm, going to roll with him. Talked about Russell Wilson's weird half splits last year. First half of the season last year, DK had 788 yards and eight touchdowns those first eight games. So he was well on his way to being in the mix for all these things. And he's one of the guys that really fell off. So yeah, we'll see if, if DK and Russ both get on that same page again and get the long ball going again, that could be massive numbers. I'm all about on this one, much to nobody's surprise. If I'm in on Tom Brady at throwing possibly 50 touchdowns, I want all of the bucks. I just, I just want, give me the bucks. Mike Evans is getting, you can get him at 14 to one. Mike Evans is six foot five and always gonna be a touchdown guy. He's got a career 11.5% touchdown rate, which is a massive for a receiver. Last year, almost 19%, which should scream huge outlier and regression, except that it's Tom Brady and it's Mike Evans, and both of them don't regress. They always get the touchdowns. So he had 13 touchdowns last year, career high, even though he had 70 catches. So normally that defies all logic of numbers. That should be a guy to fade, but I like him. I'm just going to keep picking bucks. I like Chris Godwin. You can get him at 28 to one. You know who else I like? Antonio Brown, 66 mm. to one at BetMGM. Are we sure, like totally sure that Antonio Brown's not just going to be the top receiver on this team? Like, are we totally sure? Because Tom Brady loves the dude. And Brady has played with, with him now enough games that Brown has a nine and a half touchdown pace for a season in games with Brady. He loves him. He throws it to him a lot. The last time Brown played a whole season, he led the league in touchdowns. Like, I, is it possible that we get like three weeks from now and we're like, oh my God, how did people not go all over Antonio Brown at 66 to one? This guy is the best receiver of his generation. Mm. You know what it is? It's just a lot of miles to feed there. It it's is. a lot of, I mean, and it's, I mean, you still got Grunk there. You, you got Mike Evans. You got God, you got Goodwin. It's, it's just, it's, you yeah. got so many guys out there and then you still got, you got guys coming out of the backfield. I just, I don't know how you play that. So it is. It's well, a I lot. Mean, it's a good a, yeah. I'm going to scatter on a bunch of them. Gronk is at 66 to one, two. I don't know if I'm going to play that one. I'd rather put more on Antonio Brown at the same odds. Gronk just only has so much left, even though like he Gronk could put up like a 50% touchdown rate this year. And I just be like, Oh yeah, sure. It's Gronk. This is what he does. So yeah, it's a lot of mouths to feed. I'm just happy that Tom Brady's the one feeding him. If Tom's got 50 touchdowns to give out, he can give, 10 for Gronk, 10 for Brown, 10 for Evans, like Oprah Winfrey up in here. He's just giving everybody gets a touchdown, just giving them out to everyone. So I, <laughs> I, I just, I want a piece of those bucks. I want to get my money in on them. Got anyone else on touchdowns before we hit some receptions and wrap up? A flyer on somebody. Maybe you, maybe you try like Waller or something like that. Um, I mean, he's, okay. he's, he's, he's the, he's the big guy and, but I mean, I don't really want to take a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, to me too, that's a great transition for us. Because I think if you want to bet on Waller, the way to do that is on receptions. Because he's going to be, you know, he's going to catch all those passes from Captain Checkdown out there, Derek Carr in Las Vegas. So I think that he could be a guy for receptions. Travis Kelsey is a guy that you might like for receptions. So as far as just number of receptions, this is our last one here to wrap up. Travis Kelsey, Devonta Adams, Stephon Diggs, and DeAndre Hopkins. Those are the four names that are actually like a pretty big favorite above everyone else here. So uh, a couple of things that are interesting. So Stefan Diggs led this one last year, 127. Here's what's fascinating. Five of the last 12 people that led the league in receptions had already done it before. So normally you'd think, oh, Diggs was great. He's not going to do it again. That's how we think of the rest of these. History says the other way on this one. History says Diggs was great. He might do it again. And there's really no one else that could repeat here. So I think that that's interesting, although AFC East has some really tough defensive coaches and, you know, New England and Miami have great corners. So I don't know that I would bet him to do it again, but I think, you know, these guys, these favorites are mostly around like a plus 600 range. I think that that's fair. Of those four, the guy that I like, if I was going to pick a favorite is Dandre Hopkins. I just feel like to me, until we see otherwise, he's the default answer here. Hopkins Mm -hmm. has 150 or more targets in six straight seasons right now. And his catch rate has gone way up. He's been 71% the last three years. They're just throwing to him all the time. It's like it's written into his contract that he's got to have his like 10, you know, targets every single game. So the last three years, Hopkins has averaged at least 6.9 catches per game each year. 6.9 catches per game, 17 games. That's 120 catches. I think Hopkins is going to be in the top five. You just have to hope that you beat out the next people. So I kind of like Hopkins if I'm playing a favorite here. Any of those names catch your attention at all? Yeah, I'm kind of rolling with you there on Hopkins. I I think you can't lose there. So I I think, I I mean, for me, I'm I'm rolling with Diggs, man. I I just think the volume is always going to be there. He's the guy over there. The thing with Hopkins is I I think they like to spread spread things out. I mean, you know you got A.J. Green there. I mean, Hopkins is the guy, but. I really like Diggs. I, I think he's just going to be a target monster for as long as he's in Buffalo. I think ESPN is projecting him at 160 targets this year. So yeah. you, you can't lose with that. Yeah. To, to me, I'm not about playing favorites usually on these. So I, if you're going to play a favorite, this is not a bad one to do it. The favorites usually are in good shape on reception. So I don't hate Diggs. I don't hate Hopkins. To me, I'm going to take three guys again. Justin Jefferson is one. CD Lamb is one. I can see Jefferson at 23 to one odds and Lamb as high as 44 to one odds. Same argument as we said before. I just think there's going to be a lot of volume there. And I think that there could be a chance for just, you know, a big receptions number. The other guy I'm going to add this time, instead of McLaurin, I like Keenan Allen here. Keenan Allen is always a big receptions guy. He's had 97 catches or more in four straight seasons. Last year, he had 10 double-digit target games and only 14 games that he played. And here's the other thing, Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi has, over his decade with the Saints, he had a lot of those years where Drew, uh, Drew Brees led the league in passing yards. He also was there when Michael Thomas led the league in receptions. He was the guy. Before Diggs did it last year, it was Thomas. And then Thomas again, including Thomas had 147 receptions in 2019, which was the record. So Allen already catches a ton of passes. He's already the guy that Herbert likes to go to. I've found him as high as 17 to one. So to me, I'm going to, you know, build my triumvirate again. I'm going to take Lamb and Jefferson, but I think of the three, I like Allen the best. I think he could put up a big number here. 
I mean, he is. Yeah, I, I definitely can see that. I, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, I think if there's another guy that I had to choose from, I think the favorites are gonna like probably win out here more yeah, so it, than any long shots. Yeah, this. I'd like some of the other ones. If you, if you want to bet a favorite somewhere, this is a spot to bet a favorite. I'll just say this though: when these guys are around like six hundred or so. If you're going to bet a favorite, if you want to bet Diggs or Hopkins, that's it. You're done. You can't play any of the other names. You know, if, if you want to bet Hopkins and Diggs, it's a bad play because now you've just watered down your odds too much and it's just not worth it anymore. So that's the reason for me. I would rather get my money on, you know, a few guys and give myself multiple outs. But if you want to play these guys, you've got to pick one and then just go in on it. So like for me, when I got Tom Brady at five to one passing touchdowns, I'm not playing anyone else on that one. No long shots, no other nibbles. If I'm going to play a five to one, that's it. I'm done. And I got to go on to the next stat leader. So I guess that's a good way for us to transition to. Actually, I, you know, one thing I've, I've noticed is that um, I'm really interested in seeing who is Matthew Stafford's favorite target out of Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. I mean, because, I mean, we've seen him. He, he's, he's been known to just target, you know, one guy, whether that's, you know, yeah. Kenny Galladay or it's um, Calvin Johnson in his prime. I mean, he's going to, he's, he's going to find a guy and, and target him. So I'm really interested in that. And I mean, and both Cooper cup and Robert Woods have had over a hundred targets the last two seasons. Right. So it, yeah, it'll I, be interesting. I like that. I, I wrote about Cooper cup. He was a guy that I was expecting to be really high on here. And I do think he's going to put up a big number. To me, Cooper Cup, the, the guy that you're looking for here is not Kelvin Johnson or Galladay. It's Golden Tate. Golden Tate had like 98 receptions. I forget the number, 90-something for four straight years with Stafford throwing to him. And that was out of the slot. And that's where Cooper Cup lives. So I think he's going to get a lot of receptions. Woods has been really consistent, but doesn't seem to have quite the same ceiling. I could see Cup getting a lot of those like third down catches. The only problem is that the books have seen the same thing as me <laughs> and same thing yeah. you're talking about. So Cup is at 20 to one. I got to be honest. I thought he's going to be like 35 or 40. And I would totally have had him in my list at 20 to one. Like he's, he's the ninth favorite on here. So I'd rather go a little further down the list on it, but I do like cup. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see. I, I had him on my list. You know, we didn't have any real long shots on this one, but he's about kind of one of the longest shots that I could see, you know, playing out. That one could definitely hit. So uh, to wrap up here, let's just review quick some best bets from today. So my favorite picks out of everything we talked about, Tom Brady, five to one passing touchdowns. I just think that Brady is the big favorite there. Brady, I think, is the big MVP favorite. So make sure to get that in as well. Aaron Jones, 18 to one to lead the league in rushing touchdowns. I think that number is way off. I think he should be down to like eight to one or something. And then Justin Jefferson, 14 to one for receiving yards. So those are my favorite bets from today. Raheem, who, what, are, what stood out for you? I mean, I think the thing that stood out for me is I'm going to go with Justin Herbert plus 1,200 on the passing yards. I, I, I think this is, the, like I said before, this is a Chargers defense I don't expect to be really, really great. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs plus 500 on most receptions. And I think for the final one, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. Yeah, like, excuse me, plus 700 on the most rushing yards. I think I, – I, I think – the Browns are going to be a good team. They're going to be ahead in a lot of games. They're going to be running out the clock. Let's go with, let's go with Nick Chubb. Yeah, I, I like those picks. I think that you've chosen three picks that have a very realistic chance of leading in each of their categories. 
my strategy is a little bit, I think Brady has a pretty good chance, but otherwise I'm looking to play a little bit longer odds and hope for the big win. But when is that not the case between me and you getting our bets out there? <laughs> Let's give the people a long shot that we love. We talked about a lot of long shots here. I, I like Gus Edwards a lot. I like that Jimmy Garoppolo. I think my favorite long shot for me is that Antonio Brown 66 to one. I just feel like that's a number that if it were, if things look right in a couple of weeks, that's a number that could make a lot of us feel very foolish for missing out on it. So to me, that would be my favorite long shot of anything here. If you can only pick one long shot from all the stuff we've talked about, who's your guy? One long shot. I'm going to go with, Ooh, um, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the rookie Najee Harris plus 2,800 most rushing yards. I mean, the Steelers couldn't run the ball all last year. I'm not that high on his offensive line, but he's going to be a, he's going to be the guy in Pittsburgh this year. I mean, Big Ben threw the ball 500 times last year. They got to run the ball. He's not really in a timeshare. He's running the ball, going with Najee Harris. I love it. I love that plus 2,800 is your version of the biggest long shot, and plus 2,800 is my best bets. If that does not sum up exactly who both of us are <laughs> as batters, I don't know what does. That I always gonna... tell people, you're, you, I'm Ichiro Suzuki. I'm just trying to hit singles, <laughs> and you're Steph Curry in an entirely right. different sport, pulling up from half court. <laughs> That's right. Well, finally, at long last, that is going to wrap it up for our season stat leaders and for all of our preseason NFL preview here at the Action Network podcast. Make sure to check out everything else on the feeds to get you caught up for the season over the long weekend. You got the AFC and NFC preview blitzes from Raheem and me. Got win totals from Stocky, Raybon, and Kerner. In the Fantasy Flex podcast, you get everything you need for your fantasy draft. Make sure to download our award-winning app. You can find all of the full-length articles we're talking about there, breaking down all these stat leaders. You can see Raheem's article about the curse of the 370. I will have a full-season preview breakdown coming next week. Next week, real football. Next week, we made it. We made it to real football. Tune in right here at the Action Network podcast Wednesday. For Ray Bon and Stucky's NFL betting guide and six pack, Raheem and I will be back on Friday for a quick run on the slate into the weekend. And then we will join you first thing Monday morning to talk Monday night football and all the betting action from Sunday week one. Football is back. We made it. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. For Raheem Palmer, I'm Brandon Anderson, and this has been the Action Network Podcast. We will see you in week one.